Welcome back to yet another edition of Toast. Uh, I'm very excited because I've been kind of jumping around the globe recently with like stories in South America, going to Europe, Asia, and I realized that I haven't really touched Australia. And what I mean by that is I haven't really touched the continent of Australia or Oceania, however you want to call it, Australasia. I don't care. You call it what you want. I dig it. I haven't been there yet. So let's start with the story of New Zealand. Um, for a little bit of background, I lived in Australia for six months as an exchange student. I lived in Melbourne. And when I went to New Zealand and I was planning this whole New Zealand trip because a buddy of mine, Sonny Suba, hopefully you're watching this, shout out, you're awesome, um, was planning a trip to New Zealand. And so I just kind of decided, okay, well, let's line these two up so that we can go to New Zealand together. Um, that way he doesn't need a solo travel. We could kind of cut costs and things like that. Um, let's cut to the chase and say that I fly to New Zealand and I fly to Wellington, which is not exactly um, where most people fly in. Most people fly into the capital, Auckland. It's in the north part of the North Island. We were planning to really get down to the South Island because that's where, you know, the juicy mountainous uh, glory of New Zealand is. And um, not to say that the North Island doesn't have that because, of course, if you've watched Lord of the Rings, everybody knows most of it is filmed in New Zealand. And actually, the majority of it is filmed in the North Island. So kudos to North Island. Still amazing stuff. We didn't have time though, so we decided, okay, you know, when you have to choose like nine days and you're going to try and split like four days one, five days the other, um, it's better to just do nine days in one spot. Um, you know, whether it's one country or one area of a country, it just gives you more freedom and the ability to kind of know that area a little bit more. And that's kind of what we did with the South Island. So we flew into Wellington and it was really, I was really lucky. Once I got to Wellington, uh, it was a little bit of a tangent, but once I got to Wellington, because of, the, you know, my flight in, I met an, uh, an, uh, a flight attendant, excuse me, and uh, that flight attendant ended up, like, offering to drive me around Wellington, show me a few spots. So um, because I was meeting my friend and we had different flights, I actually had all of this free time before he showed up. And so I got a lot of juicy information. I um, already kind of decided where I was going to where I was going to take him for dinner and drinks and all of that, so that we can watch the you know rugby game, the All Blacks, New Zealand All Blacks, amazing team. Um, they actually I think won that year, 2011. And um, yeah, it was just like a whole like awesome experience. The person drove me to the top of the mountain that I was planning to hike up. Anyways, it was really cool. Uh, next day, we kind of like, you know, my buddy showed up. We, we were in Wellington. We ended up taking the ferry over to uh, Picton, I think it's called. And from there, we, we rented our car. And um, we didn't know that, you know, the car, when you kind of rent online, it just has a name. Um, like, it's going to be something similar to this. We ended up getting this Nissan called Sunny. And if you remember, my buddy's name is Sunny. So we had Sunny and Sunny. We had Sunny Squared. It was pretty cool. Um, at least for 21 year olds who were traveling for the first time. I mean, don't judge us. Um, but anyways, we were kind of like starting this uh, journey already kind of on the wrong foot. And by that, I mean, I'm driving on the wrong side of the road. And I had only actually been in Australia for about a week before flying into New Zealand. So this still wasn't something that I was like used to or accustomed to, I guess, at the time, because, um, you know, a week in Australia, I was pretty much spent the first week just partying and, and going to my lessons because I, I was still a student, right? And um, yeah, so kind of getting off on the wrong foot driving and then like finally when I got out of Picton and I kind of had the habit of it and you're just on the wrong side of the road, it's not that bad, it's not that hard. And um, at least in this story, contrary to my future stories, uh, not about New Zealand, but in Australia, spoiler alert, um, when I rent cars, at least this one was automatic and not manual. So it was a little bit easier to get used to. Anyways, we drove from Picton to uh, where our first destination was, which was... Um, 
Abel Tasman National Park. And uh, we actually ended up driving to this place called Motueka, which is where we're planning to spend the night. And um, I just, you know, I have to like stop and just say that anytime I say anything in the next, you know, story or next two stories about driving in New Zealand, just picture massive snow-capped mountains with like rolling hills and sheep on them because that is what every drive was. It was just spectacular. Every corner that you turn, there's a new snow-capped mountain in the distance. There's a new herd of sheep just cuddling for warmth because it was, you know, August, which is winter there. And it was just mind-blowing. Um, beautiful, beautiful place and then anyways we got to Motueka and like on the way we started kind of you know getting hungry and at some point we stop and and Sonny was super excited because I had no idea but Sonny was super excited and he was like dude every gas station apparently in New Zealand has these meat pies that are just so good and so we would stop at this gas station and we'd find these meat pies and we'd always just get a new one we'd always I don't know why but we were stupid at the beginning and we'd always buy one at a time for each of us and they were really good for those of you who don't know, they're like these tiny little meat pies. They're like not big ones, you know, kind of like what you would expect a pastry to be almost. But instead of, you know, sweets inside, it's just lamb or steak or whatever it was. Um, they were just really, really good, really high quality stuff for cheap price, which was good because, you know, your budget and you want something fast and everything. So it just really worked out for driving. Anyways, we got to Motueka and we drank a little bit and we couldn't really find a place and we were kind of working on a budget. So we ended up sleeping in the car. It was really cold. We had a weird experience. It wasn't like the greatest thing in the world, but at least, you know, Sonny was well prepared. He had um, a sleeping bag that could go up to like minus 10. So he was totally okay while I was freezing my booty off, but it's okay. I just started the car. Everything was fine. Now let's get to the juice. Abel Tasman National Park among the sunniest places in the world. There's something like 355 days of sunshine there per year. And we knew that we were going to get some sunshine. And it was just really cool. We woke up um, because we, you know, knew that we were going there and we kind of had like everything planned out. We knew like the schedules of boats and all of that stuff. We actually, you know, parked and slept near the beach and that allowed us to get like amazing like sunrise pictures of like birds and anybody who knows anything about New Zealand, they just have all of these birds that are just native to New Zealand. They even have the kiwi bird, which we saw. Um, the reason why it doesn't have any freaking, you know, flight or wings is because they've had no natural predators for so long that they actually evolved against wings because they didn't need flight anymore. There were no natural predators. Um, so that goes to tell you how many other, you know, birds you can imagine to see there. And there were just so many of them. Um, one that we really liked was the Tui. Um, it's a really, really cool bird. Anyways, we're at Abel Tasman National Park. We watch the sunrise. Finally, we get like our boat and we're doing our excursion and, and we're just running through this park like as much as we can do because we have like a time limit to get to a place where the boat is then going to pick us up and bring us back and we need to catch that boat there's no option we didn't have tents we just brought enough food for the day like we could have done it as like a multiple day excursion but you know we had nine days we kind of needed to do and see other things um in new zealand especially on the south island with so many things uh for us to see anyways we ended up like really just running through, like actually trail running a lot of it. And it was cool because that allowed us, you know, the spare time to actually go on side trails. And we ended up finding like private like beaches just to ourselves. And we lost everybody in the crew. And we ended up seeing like high tide and low tide at different areas. And it was just like such a beautiful experience. We ended up going up these waterfalls. And I mean, you've 
probably been hiking, right? Like going up a waterfall is always like an insane experience because usually, I mean, you kind of just show up at the waterfall, but this time, like we're actually following the river up until you get to it. And it was just this master mother gorge of just like flowing water and just like insane compared to how small the river was. And you just wouldn't know that they just had this big natural pool and then it kind of like slowed the waterfall down. So very much worth it. And it was cool because, you know, during low tide, which is kind of how we planned our things, because the, the dude on the boat told us about low tide, high tide, um, you get to save time if you walk through the entire bay because the whole bay just disappears and becomes a beach to the point where like boats are on the ground and you're kind of just walking by these boats and like i don't know it's weird you know that in like an hour from then or two hours from then those things are going to be you know anchored and floating above water um and at the moment they're just like on the beach you know on the sand um and the water is far away um just a really, really cool experience. And uh, we got really lucky, actually. We thought that the time that they were supposed to pick us up was an hour later than it was in reality. Luckily, the guy remembered how many people were, were there and they knew that they were missing just us two. So the whole boat ended up waiting an entire hour for us because we did all of these side trails and waterfalls and low tide over here and high tide over there. Um, all in all, we ended up having an amazing day and um, Abel Tasman National Park, if you go to New Zealand, South Island, sunny place, you know that you're going to get good weather. I mean, like you can't even like have a bad day there if you know that you're just going to be hiking in the sun um, by the beach and you could see the North Island and it, New Zealand, there's just mountains everywhere as far as you can see. Even if you don't go to the peak or summit of anything, you still just see them. Ah, needless to say, I fell in love with that country and for years to come, and even to this day, it is among like my top three countries. When someone says like, what's the most amazing place, beautiful place you've been? New Zealand, you're up there. You are definitely up there. Um, anyways, after finally getting back to Motueka, um, we still had a decent amount of sunshine left and we're like, okay, well let's get, you know, a head start on our journey to um, Franz Joseph Glacier. And uh, for those of you guys who don't know what Franz Joseph Glacier is, um, well, you're in for a treat because we're gonna go there, um, quite literally. And um, so we ended up like driving, it was a pretty long drive. So we actually did some of it at night, which really saddened me because um, A, it's a little bit sketchy. They have these one lane bridges for like both way traffic. So you really need to like keep an eye out for sometimes a, a very, very far entrance, but you don't really know if you don't know the bridge, right? Um, if oncoming traffic is coming. Anyways, um, and we also missed some views for a few hours of that night. Um, anyways, we drove, we drove, we drove until um, we finally made it to the town of Franz Joseph, which is, you know, where the glacier is, obviously. And once we got there, we were like exhausted, tired, and we found out, obviously, it's a super small town. Nothing was open, not even hotels. So we couldn't even get a hotel for the night. Um, we ended up needing to sleep in the car again. So second night in a row is just really bad times. I knew how cold it was. It was even colder here because we didn't have that sunshine of Abel Tasman. You know what I'm saying? Um, but regardless, we ended up sleeping in the car, we had a horrible night. We got a hotel room in the morning. Uh, as soon as the person who was opening the hotel, like got there, we were like parked in the entrance of like the one that opened earliest. And, um, you know, we checked in, we got a place to put our bags and we went and we started walking on the glacier. Oh my God. We bought this, you know, super expensive tour. It doesn't really matter once it's all said and done. Do I care if I spent the money when I was 21 years old? I'm almost 30 now. Look at me. 
Um, it was an amazing experience. It was the first time in my life, um, at that moment at least, it, that I've ever walked on a glacier, that I've ever seen a glacier. And, and just to be able to like go and interact with it and not just see it from afar and not just, you know, the, the grandeur of, of something like that. When you see it from two kilometers away, it just looks so close and it looks so small. And then you need to walk for like hours to get to it just to realize how like big and massive this thing is. And you're going through ice caves and it was just one of those insane experiences that you have to see or experience in a novel or a movie. It was like the blue that you have in this ice. Um, it's dreamlike. It's just shades of blue that, you know, artists need to put like hours and hours worth of shading into to create. And um, the kind of cool thing about it was that we were kind of the faster ones of the group. So we kept up with the guide at the front and, you know, with like the crampons and stuff. Not many people are used to work, walking with those. Neither were we, but we were already hikers. We were warmed up. Abel Tasman, again. Um, and it was just really cool to be able to like ex like talk to the guy and, and learn about like how much it's changed since he's worked there and how like every you know few weeks they need to reroute like tours because the glacier changes and morphs and and melts in different ways and you know how much it's receded in the past few years things like that and and we were really lucky because we were there in winter and winter is the time when they have these natural pools that form at certain areas of the glacier and so we got to like places where they're just like layers and layers and layers of just natural pool with like pure glacial water right like i mean it's as, as, as amazing as you can get and you know me being the dumbass that i am and if you haven't been listening to these podcasts you know um well no wait if you have been listening to these podcasts you know that i am a dumbass and um i basically asked the guy i was like all right fuck it dude like can i go swim in that thing or what? Obviously the guy said, no, it's gonna hold up the tour too long. Like we don't have time for that. But um, I do think that we can arrange that, you know, we dunk you in there. So I ended up like undressing a little bit and we just like dunked my head right in there, you know, with a guy holding my legs so that I wouldn't go too far or slip because it's legit ice without crampons. Like I think with just boots, you wouldn't be able to uh, navigate that glacier because it's just like pure ice you need to really dig in there um with the spikes crampons are like spikes that you attach to your feet um anyways um needless to say franz joseph glacier was amazing after that like you know going back spending an entire day there sleeping two nights in the car we slept and had that well-deserved rest in a hotel i think we just like threw on a movie we probably passed out before the movie came um, even finished and you know those were times before Netflixes and, and all of the amazing laptops and things of the world so uh, we just had whatever was on TV in the, the box in the corner kind of thing so um, I think that this is probably a decent place for me to cut off uh, my adventures in New Zealand for the moment Obviously, next episode is going to continue from here. We have some really exciting stuff. I mean, some of the biggest bungee jumps in the world, um, snowboarding, all kinds of stuff like that. I'm not going to give it all away, but there's even more. Um, so tune in. I hope that you really like um, what you're listening to. If you made it this far, you know, send a like, share it, uh, subscribe, give it to your uh, friends to listen to if they're, they have travel bugs. And uh, yeah, see you in the next toast.